0: You're listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Yeah, I'm really excited about this this word the Lord has has given me uh, for this season about the Holy Spirit. We just got done talking about identity. Right, Who you are in Christ, how important it is uh, to have a revelation of who you actually are. Uh, I recommend highly, if you were not here, even if you were here, to go back and listen to it again. Uh, very, especially that last message Pastor Sarah preached. Man, the purpose of your identity. I was back there shouting and jumping out. I'm telling you, just a powerful message. And it's, it's fundamental. Without, your, your, without knowing who you really are, you're not going very far in the kingdom. You, you need to have a, a rooted uh, revelation in that area. And so go back. It's on our podcast. You can go to our website, download the podcast. It's on YouTube, on Facebook um, for your benefit. We don't just put it up there because we you know, have nothing else to do. It's up there for you to get a hold of. Uh, so I just want to encourage you to do that. And just a phenomenal series. That 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 revelation changed my life. From Pastor Mark Hankins, he's one of the best identity teachers I've ever seen. And on the blood, Pastor Marlene said he's been listening to Pastor Mark. She's been listening to Pastor Mark Hankins uh, on the blood, and he is one of the best teachers on the blood again that I have ever heard. Uh, you know, he grew up Pentecostal, and his mother, I plead the blood. He said he would bring a, a girl to his house with a miniskirt or, or something. His mother looked over, and I plead the blood over you. <laughs> you know, just old school, you know what I mean? Just just old school, man. And and it, it's just a powerful revelation. Um, Pastor Mark, he, he'll be coming. We were with him not too long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago now. And he's making, he said, oh, don't worry, I haven't forgot, I'm coming. Uh, I'm just getting scheduled together. He'll be coming. It may not be a Sunday this time around, but... But he's coming, and so I'm excited about that. What, what an honor for him to come. We got to spend some time with him. Uh, just, just phenomenal. Anytime we're around him, it's just great. And then last week, we had uh, Pastor uh, Randy Hooper. Come on, what a blessing it was to have him with us. Him and his wife, Vicky, Pastor Vicki. Uh, just a blessing, a real blessing. You know, they're connected down there at the river. Uh, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, he's on, Pastor Randy Hooper's on his board. Um, and just, just incredible man of God. Uh, he's just such a blessing to us uh, our church But even when we went out to eat just so sweet just sweet for funny people just we had such a great time I was so sad to see him go, you know I'm sad to see everybody go <laughs> anytime somebody come I'm crying for the next three days. I'm like I miss buddy Bell <laughs> I miss Pastor Reddy. I'm serious. I wake up I'm like baby. I miss him <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you spend a lot of time with them in the car and here and there and you get to know them and it's just man They're just such good people and so we weren't planning on going down to, uh, to the river the next, it's next week for Ministers and Leaders Conference. We weren't planning on it. But while he was preaching here, I was sitting in the back there listening, and the same anointing, the same feeling that I would feel when I'm at the river, I felt it. He's connected. It's the same in the spirit. He's got the same DNA. It may not be the same word they preach, but that same spirit. Uh, and I felt it back then. I said, man, and I started looking. I, I just, just looked at the dates real quick. I said, okay. And so we went out to eat and I said, you know, we may go. I'm not sure. He goes, well, well, I'm just going to say it, I already said it <laughs> I was going to tell you who, but he said, uh, he said, well if you're going to go, I'll make sure you have seats you know, so you, if you come, you'll have seats that's a blessing, I would never ask for it, I would never ever uh, ask him, but to me that's a blessing, I like being on the, the front to hear, and Pastor Mark Henkin said when he would go hear Brother Hagin preach he would pay the Ramah students a couple hundred bucks to go grab a, an end seat for him and hold the seat because, you know, it's right there where the action is, you know, especially on the end you know, you get smacked a few times and, and you know, it's just, I love it, I love being there, and so to me, that's a blessing, and when my friends come, and people I know, I like to, you know, when you came, Jonathan, when Jonathan was here, I want to make sure Mason had a good seat, a friend of mine, I wanted to bless him, he never asked me for that, never, but I want people to, to you know, and so it was just a blessing for him to do that, I said, well, thank you, then he said, uh, he said, also, if you come, uh, we'll pay your hotel room too, I said, oh my gosh, man, man, what a blessing, uh, you know, because I, I looked at the tickets and the price, I'm like, we just came and we're going, I'm like, I'm not sure it's a good idea right now. And then he goes, also, uh, Pastor Rodney has, uh, for special invited guests, he has a, a meal afterwards, five star. I want to invite you to that so you don't have to pay for your meals. Your meals will be covered. You just come and eat with us. And so hotel, uh, the, the meals, uh, uh, you know, the seats. And then he goes, you don't have to rent a car. I'll have somebody come pick you up. I'm thinking, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this because it's God's favor. It's God's favor, He's just, and this is a desire of my heart. What a, I would never in my million years ask to be invited to go eat anywhere or sit anywhere, or never in a million years. Because the Bible says those who, who do that, you know, it's better to sit in the back and be called up than sit in the front and be called back. <laughs> right? And I've made it a purpose in my life never to try to weasel my way into anything. I don't like that. I don't like when I sense that. I don't like when I feel that. I, 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 that we'll never do that. But God has always made sure we had a, a seat at the table that we're supposed to be at. And so God will do that for you. Wherever you're supposed to be, whatever table you're supposed to sit at, God will make sure you're sitting there. You just, he's faithful. And so that was just a blessing to us. And our tickets, man, I looked at the tickets, round trip from, from Philadelphia straight into Tampa. I don't know, I think it was like 160 bucks each round trip. And then I looked, had enough points to cover it. So I ain't paying, the flights came free because I had points. And so all of that just came together. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. I ain't saying that to brag. I'm just telling you right now, God is faithful. Anytime I hear that about someone else, it builds my faith. It, it, it starts to infuse. So I say, wow, God, you did it for Jerry Savelle. You do it for me. Because Jerry Savelle got some good ones. <laughs> got to all kinds of stuff for that man. I said, glory to God. <laughs> man, all kinds of stuff happening for him. So, man, you know, God is just, he, all that, the things that you have in your heart, the desires of things that you want to do and things, people you want to even meet or people you want to be around or people, you know, that just you want to fellowship with, all of that will come in. Uh, God will grant you the desires of your heart. That's one of the prayers that I have for the people here, that God grant them the desires of their heart. The things they believe in you for. The things that they have never spoken to anybody. You know, the things you talk to God about in, in your prayer closet. Father, I really would love for that to take place. And I just pray that God would grant that to you. And so this church, the mandate is the preaching and teaching of the word of faith, right? Ministering healing to the sick and to call those that are in darkness into the light. Threefold mandate. And a big part of that is revelation, getting people established in righteousness, knowing who they are in Christ, Uh, Bible literate. A lot of Holy Ghost people, I'm a Holy Ghost person, believe me, a Holy Spirit person, I am, but very Bible illiterate. They don't understand the inner workings of the Bible. They don't understand what the Bible has to say about different situations, and they suffer. They suffer because of it. Most of your problems, most of my problems stem from spiritual ignorance. I just don't know what the Bible has to say about it. Just don't have revelation on it. And so I'm praying for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to come upon each and every one of you. I saw this in my spirit. Diana, if you don't mind, coming up here. Joe, you come on up here. And Barb Maldonado, come on up here real quick. I'm going to pray for you. felt it in my spirit. For exactly this, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Just stand right here. Back to the congregation. Just turn right here. You right here. And Barb right here. A spirit of wisdom and revelation. That they would go to a new level in their understanding uh, in the things of God. Uh, and th- 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 you'll, you'll understand more than you ever imagined you, you open the well, I'm not really sure No, you're going to be sure And you're going to see things you've never seen before It's going to go from you hearing about it And then seeing it to you seeing it And then hearing about it You know what I mean by that? Me preaching on something and then you go looking at it and saying Yeah, I see it You're going to go from doing that to you seeing it first And then me preaching about it And you'll say, oh, that's what I saw in the Bible Right? That's, what, that's what's going to happen that's, what, get ready. that's what's getting ready to happen to you uh diana you're going to go to a new level in your understanding as well more just just going to get on the inside it, it may have gotten in here and it's, some have trickled down but it's getting ready to just open up and just drop come on the, the word i'm telling you i'm telling you it's sitting right here the word is just sitting it's getting ready phew, and the word getting into your spirit because a strong spirit will sustain a person in times of trouble so you'll be sustained Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. But a large part of that is your, uh, your ability to read, understand, and apply the word. That is going to be key to the victory in your life. Understanding the grace to apply it. So I'm praying for grace to apply the word. Joe, same thing. A spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you. And the understanding, and at the eyes of your understanding, becomes enlightened right now more than ever. Because you have a heart uh, that is hungry. You have a spirit that wants Jesus. Man, I remember when he came, Barb, I can't believe Joey's in church. Joey's in church. Joey is in church. Yeah, he, came from, he had a past, dealing with some things. How many know he's the first one waiting for me to pull in uh, in the parking lot? I pull in. I said, look, baby, Joe's there again. What a blessing. What do you need, pastor? What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> Just a blessing. Just a blessing. I, I told the Lord, I need you. He's getting ready to to open some things up for you. Lift your hands up, all three of you. In the name of Jesus, a spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you like never before. You see further, you go further, you go higher. Now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, fire. In the name of Jesus, you come up higher, revelation goes deeper and further. A spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon you like never before. In Jesus' name, be filled. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, a spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your understanding become enlightened like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it. Receive it. Father, uh, I ask that, Father, the Holy Spirit that we're getting ready to talk about illuminates things to Barb. I ask that you would illuminate scripture to her, that it would jump off the page, that it would become so easy for her to understand. And she went, what in the world just happened? I didn't understand this. Now I understand this. I can see things in the word. It will be illuminated to you, almost like highlighted. I see it highlighted. You know, when you highlight something, it pops out. You're going to read it, and it's going to be highlighted to you, and you're going to understand it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Go ahead, guys. Give them a round of applause go back to their seats. Come on. So important. Brother Hagan said he prayed that prayer in Ephesians uh, 1.17, that a spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon him. He said it changed his whole life. He prayed it for six months every day, sometimes more than once. Forget six months. I prayed any, I told you this, any time I open up the Bible, I pray that prayer. And not, I know it by heart, but not only, I go to the passage and I read it and I get my eyes on it and I get it into my spirit. Father, as I study your word. I pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon me. Now, wisdom is the quality of having good judgment, experience, and knowledge, right? And revelation, Father, I pray for revelation of your word, of your will, and of your love. I have that written in every Bible that I own, that I study with, because I want a further revelation of his word, of his love, and of his will, and I want to walk in wisdom. Come on, good judgment, understanding, knowledge. That means I make good decisions. Come on, Now, when I'm faced with a decision, I know what to do, because wisdom flows out of me i have good judgment right I, all of that encompasses uh in in that prayer so that's an important prayer to pray and so um you know I, when i when i was praying yesterday i saw myself in the spirit doing that i was just acting out what i saw in the spirit and i would hear brother hagen say i would he would dream about what he would do and then he would do it in the service but yesterday you know sometimes when i'm studying for my message I'll preach the message at home, like I'll walk back and forth and I'll look at Debbie and I'll say, hey, you know, whatever, you know, I, I'll see, Not, not, but I, I can see you, I'm just saying I can see you in the congregation and I'll just, and, and yesterday I said, Barb, Joe, and I, and I, whoa, and I saw myself pulling him up, I'm serious, and so, uh, and I wrote it down, lay hands on Joe, Diana, and Barb for a spirit of wisdom, right there, I wrote it down, I saw it in the spirit, glory to God, my goodness, and I'm telling you, he's doing some things in their lives, in all of your lives, every one of you, he's doing something. So we're starting our series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, I've been, the Lord had a couple things in my heart. Uh, which one do I go with? And Pastor Marlene said, you know, we really need a good teaching on the Holy Spirit. Uh, for f- just, just going back to the basics, understanding uh, how he was sent, what's his purpose. Uh, and you can go so many different ways. You can go to the fruit of the Spirit, come on, the gifts of the Spirit. You can There's so many different facets. But we're going to start with the basics today. So you may say, well, I kind of know that. Listen, act like you would never even heard it before in your life. I'm serious. Come, come, come like, all right. And what, we bring our notepads to church. We bring our Bibles to church, right? Our iPads. We're ready to take notes. We're expecting God to speak to us in church. Uh, how many times, I don't know, I can't count how many times I've been in church without a notebook, without something to write with, just kind of, yeah, and God speaks to me. I all oh, that's good. And I forget it. Just, I just completely forget it. And so uh, I've made it a habit to carry something to write with. And for me, it's an iPad, but we come to church ready for the Lord to, to speak to us. So we're going to go into this, the Holy Spirit, um... Some people call him the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God, it's all the same. You know, Holy Ghost, in, in, in the King James, it was written in Old English, so they use Holy Ghost. Ghost is just another word for spirit. Keith Moore tells a story. He was down in Miami with a bunch of preachers after a meeting, something like 60 preachers went into this nice restaurant, and um, they, they, they're sitting there, and the waitress goes uh, uh, to one preacher and goes, "What? where are you guys, what are you guys doing? You know, you're curious. You see all these people here. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're having a Holy Ghost meeting. And she's like, do you guys wear costumes to that, or, <laughs> you, you know, so you, just, well, I see that." to say, when you're talking to someone who's not familiar with these things, it's probably better to use Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I, I love to use the Holy Ghost uh, terminology, but but uh, it makes sense. People don't understand that. So for those of you here, maybe you've never heard that, Holy Ghost just means Holy Spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. We're going to start there. Uh, th- this verse um, is written by Paul to the church Corinth, that's 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Paul says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So it's Paul writing to the Corinthian church, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, about fellowship, what does that word mean? When I say, Well, how was church? Good, yeah, after church we hung around and we were fellowshipping. We were what? Getting to know each other. We were talking to each other. Uh, Fellowship is a word we use a lot in church. Uh, And so one of the things, this is a very basic thing, but I just want to point this out. The Holy Spirit is not an it, right? The Holy Spirit is not an it. And so most people uh, don't call it an it, but we get from Romans 8, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So people hear that and they they see it. But really, it's just a translation issue there. the whole, You can't fellowship. This bench here is an it. This right here is an it, right? This pulpit is an it. Can I fellowship with an it? Unless you're a little cuckoo, you got a few screws missing. You can't fellowship with an it. Uh, and, and so it's, it's important to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person, a divine person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We call it the divine Trinity, the Holy Trinity. Uh, and so fellowshipping, Paul is saying... That the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you get to know the Holy Spirit commune with the Holy Spirit A lot of us have theology as it relates to the Holy Spirit We we can tell you kind of his function his role, but we are missing the reality of the Holy Spirit Uh, What does that mean? That means we're not actively communing with the Holy Spirit, and he's not evident in our lives and many of us live that way including myself and my prayer during this series is that we would all come to another level in this area that, that the Holy Spirit be so real to us because in these last days, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit Come on same thing the, the believers authority is not just available It's necessary and the communion with, uh, with the Holy Spirit is not just available. It is necessary in these last days The Holy Spirit is not just for preaching. It's not just for uh, people who are, are deacons or pastors or or in the five-fold ministry The Holy Spirit will help you in your business. Come on. It will help you in school Come on. The Holy Spirit will help you in your marriage. Come on. Right? In every area of your life, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved. And sometimes uh, I'm guilty of it. I, you know, I kind of think of the Holy Spirit just as a, a ministry tool or something to help me study, which, yeah, that's part of it. But, Holy Spirit, when I'm arguing with my wife, and it's usually her fault, I've told you that before, when I'm arguing with my wife, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and, and I need to, Holy Spirit, what do I say here? What do I do here? He knows. He knows. Come on, when you when you're, when you're tinkering with something, Holy Spirit, how do I fix this? He knows. So all of that to say is, let's become more aware of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And Ephesians says that those that are born again have received the Holy Spirit. Now that's the Holy Spirit within you. Are born again? You have the Holy Spirit that is within you. Now we'll talk about this in a future uh, uh, Sunday. Another another uh, message: the Holy Spirit upon, which is the power of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And but we're not going to talk about that right now. But If you're born again in this house, you have the Holy Spirit within you right now. Everything I'm about to talk about applies to you. Um, And so very important to establish that the Holy Spirit, I can't stress this enough, is a person. Don't refer to it as an it. Uh, So the Holy Spirit is a person. Um, Fellowshipping with him is going to be crucial. Romans 8, go to Romans 8. Oh no, excuse me, I just read that, Romans 8. Um, so go to uh, John John in the book of John I'm gonna tell you what chapter we're gonna go through different ones but in the book of John verses uh, chapter 14 15 and 16 deal with the characteristics of the Holy Spirit primarily and this is Jesus last time sitting down with the disciples and having what you would call a a teaching session Uh, it's the last time he actually does that the last five chapters in the book of John deal with his crucifixion uh, and his resurrection and 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 that part of, of, of the Gospels but 14 15 15 and 16 is the last time Jesus sits down and teaches his disciples. And he could have talked about anything. He could have talked about the church. He could have talked about Bible prophecy. Uh, He could have talked about the believer's authority. He could have talked about anything. But he decided to talk about the Holy Spirit. The last thing Jesus talked to his disciples about was the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus had been with the disciples for the last couple of years, right? Teaching them, comforting them, helping them, strengthening them, exhorting them, all of that. Uh, and he was telling them uh, Jesus was telling his disciples, "I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to go." And the disciples uh, we see in, um, in, uh, in uh, John 14:1, Jesus tells them, "Don't let your hearts be troubled, uh, because they started to get worried. So Jesus says, "Don't let your heart be troubled." Verse 14, John 14, 18 says, Jesus tells him, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you comfortless. Uh, And so that word comfortless comes from the Greek word orthonos, which is the word that we get, uh, we get the word orphan from, right? And so orphan means what? A, a, A child who's been abandoned by their mother or father. In a broader sense, you can say a student abandoned by his teacher, so Jesus is telling them, I will not leave you teacherless. I will not leave you comfortless. Because they were scared. They were worried. You know, they, they, they had been with Jesus this whole time. And so Jesus is telling them, I will not leave you comfortless. Orthonos, which is the word we get orphaned from. Um, and so John 14, John 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Helper and I will I'm going to go back for a second and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows him You know him for he dwells with you and he will be with you. Let me back up here Let's go back to 16 and I will ask the father and he will give you another now the word another Jesus uh, the Greek word that he used there was alo's There was one of two words that he could have used he used alo's the other word that he that he used uh, that he could have used um, was was uh, was or, or, it's, it's ortho. I can't really pronounce ortho, uh, which 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 basically means another of a different kind. But he used the word allos, which means identical. Which allos is the word that we get another from uh, the same kind, identical, just like the other. So in other words, you could say it: I will pray to the Father, and He will send to you someone who is just like me in every way. Come on. Just like me in every way, you know, they they were worried and Jesus said, don't worry, I'm going to send someone who is just like me in every way. The way that I speak, the way that I operate, the way that I see things, the way that I do things, exactly like me. Jesus is saying, if you have him, you have me. A lot of Christians say, man, if I could just, just go back to live with Jesus and have Jesus around to ask him questions, and if Jesus would have taught me. Uh, this is saying that if you have the Holy Spirit, which a lot of you, I bet, venture to say, do, uh, a lot of you are born again in this room, you have Jesus pretty much on the inside of you. To ask him the same questions the disciples asked him, to, 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 to be taught by him, to be led by him. And so uh, Jesus uh, is saying that he and the Holy Spirit are identical in every way. Uh, And so he teaches, he he demonstrates this a little further, John 14, 8, John 14, 9. Philip said to him, you don't have to turn to it, but I'll read it. Philip, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Jesus, we know that Jesus represented the Father in every way, right? Jesus represented the Father in in, in every single way. Jesus did nothing that he did not hear his Father do. He didn't say anything he didn't hear his Father say. In the same way, that's why Jesus used the word alos. He said, I will send to you another just like me. And so in other words, just like Jesus is is the same spitten image of the Father, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is the same spitting image of Jesus, when you get that revelation on the inside of you and that understanding on the inside of you, come on, that He's there to help and bring, bring what God has given to us by what Jesus did on the cross a reality. Everything that Jesus died for you to have, the Holy Ghost's job is to make that a reality in your life. Just like Jesus did for the disciples. Uh, so John 5:19. I'm just going to read that. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father do, if you wanted a reference for that. Whatever the father does, the son does. So just as Jesus represents the father in every way, the Holy Spirit represents Jesus in every way. That's why he used the word Aloes. John 16, verse 12 through 13, John 16. I'm going to read out of the amplified version. I really like how this lays. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the amplified there, but if you have the amplified, go ahead and put it up. John 16, 7 through 9, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say that it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, all these words you can apply to your life, you you can say, Holy Spirit, this is what you are to me. This is not just Jesus telling the disciples this, this is for you. Because if I don't go away, the comforter, So if you need a comforter, he's there, a counselor, a helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a strengthener, a standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send to him, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world Bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprighteousness of heart and right standing with God and about judgment. About sin, because they don't believe in me, trust, rely, and adhere to me. Now, I want to look at that word comforter. It's used four times from John 14, 15, and 16. Four times he used the word comforter. Very uh, telling. And so that word comforter comes from the word para. It's a compound word. Para and kaleo. Together we know the word paracletos. How many of you heard that word paraclete, the Holy Spirit, para, paracletos? Um, the word para means alongside. So he's saying the Holy Spirit is your comforter. The word comforter, we're breaking that down. Alongside, para, and kaleo means to call out to somebody. You, you, you following me? To call out is the first part of that word. I mean, alongside is the first part of that word, and to call out to somebody is the second part of that word. So in other words, to call out to someone to come alongside. So the Holy Spirit says, "I will send." Uh, Jesus said, "I will send the Comforter, the one that will call out to co- is called to come alongside you, one who is legally—I'm going to give you the de- definition. This is from Rick Renner. One who is legally pleading the case for someone else, one called alongside to urge, beseech, coach, plead, beg, pray, or train." Pictures one who comes closely alongside of another person for the sake of speaking to him, consoling him, coaching him, comforting him, assisting him with instruction, counsel, or advice. In ancient times, this word is used to depict military leaders who came alongside their troops to urge, exhort, beseech, beg, and plead with them to stand tall and face their battles bravely. Come on. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. Come on, to face your battles. Come on. You can rely on him to strengthen you, quicken you in the face of, of the enemy. Man, I, all of these things, as I'm reading it, let this get into the inside of your spirit. Because uh, this is what the Holy Spirit's job is. Uh, very, very important. These definitions are, are, are from the Greek, and they have helped me tremendously. Because you see the comforter, and we think of a blanket. <laughs> we think, and, and, and it kind of, you know, we, we think of just snuggling up. He's going to comfort me. But it's so much more than that. So much more than that, because uh, you know, just, just how we use the word, that's why I'm breaking it down in the Greek. I know it can get a little, it's a lot of words, a lot of things going on here, but if you will allow this to get on the inside of you, you'll have a better understanding of who the Holy Spirit actually is, and then you'll be able to tap into him, and then you'll see more victory. Amen. That's how it works. Holy Spirit's a vital part, a vital, vital part of your walk with God. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't want to mess with that Holy Spirit business. Man, big mistake. Big mistake, huge. Many times I've called upon the Holy Spirit to bail me out of things, many a times, many a times. And we're going to get into this down the road, but the leading of the Holy Spirit, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus appeared to Brother Hagen and told him, if you'll, be, if you'll learn to be led by my spirit, I will make you rich. How many people think, well, uh, uh, Rolls Royces, and and I'm not talking about that. Rich is abundantly supplied for, taken care of, having more than enough, living right. Took a little bit, but Brother Hagen got there. And every meeting he'd have, every camp meeting, he'd show up personally, write a $100,000 check to to the ministry. How many of you would like to write a $100,000 check to the ministry? Come on. eh. It's for the work of the Lord to progress this work, to get this out. He said, if you'll learn to be led by the Holy Spirit, I'll make you rich. You'll, you'll learn how to, how to negotiate, how to, what, when to buy, when not to buy, what to do, what not to do, how to deal with people. Crucial part of this. And this weapon is so under I call it a weapon, is so underutilized and, and it's evident. And so that's why I'm praying that this will become a reality to us in the next couple of weeks or as far as we go with this. But the fundamental truth is he's a person, right? He's not an it. He's there. He was sent by Jesus. Jesus said, I have to go for him to come. It's just like having Jesus in every single way on the inside of you. So any characteristic of Jesus that you read, you can apply that to the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit does only what, the, what Jesus wants him to do. And he won't force you. You have to yield to this. In order to tap into this, in order for him to come alongside you and strengthen you and help you and lead you and exhort you, you have to allow him to. You know, we want to help people, my wife and I. Sometimes people just don't want to hear it. So so that's it. That's as far as it goes. There has to be a willing heart for for, for us to be able to to be effective in helping them. They have to want to receive. Same way in the things of the Spirit. You have to have a willing heart to, to, to want this in your life. You have to say, yeah, I want the Holy Spirit involved in my affairs. I want to, to, to have him in every area of my life, in my parenting, as, me, as, as I parent my children. Holy Spirit, help me to parent my child. What do I do? Do I discipline? Many a times, Lisa has done something, and Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Mercy. Okay. Holy, Holy Spirit, spanking. <laughs> I, I literally, I tap into the Holy Spirit to tell me how to discipline my child. The Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. He knows what's going on in her heart. He knows what's going on uh, in the hearts of your children, when you're supposed to push, when you're supposed to let go, when you're, you know, all of that. All of that. What a relief that I don't have to figure it all out myself. What a relief. Come on. As it pertains to this church, those three-hour prayer meetings we do on, on Friday, that came out of praying. Holy Spirit, well, I want you to have three-hour prayer meetings on Friday all through January, and we've been having them different times since then. But man, what a blessing that has been to the church. Breakthroughs. Libby, the other day, where's Libby? The other day came up to me uh, Friday after, after service, after the three-hour prayer. She goes, Pastor Joe, I used to have this thing in the back of my neck of pain, and, and it just wouldn't go. And during prayer, I, I just, just received both and spoke to it, and pain went. Come on, a serious pain in her neck. Not just, you know, Praise God. Out of that, Pastor Henry got his breakthrough in the meeting a couple of, a month ago, in those meetings. Praise the Lord, out of the direction of the Holy Ghost. And so a lot of that, what we're doing here, comes from the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's available for your life. That you don't have to go around the mountain over and over and over and over and over. I'm tired. Who wants to see the same scenery over and over? Come on. Just keep doing the same dumb stuff over and over and just because you can't figure a way out of it. But the Holy Spirit will show you the way out. He'll show you how to get out of that situation. And that's one of my favorite things to talk about being led by the Spirit. But we need to understand who he is and what his role is first and and understand that he's just like Jesus. Understand that he's there uh, on a mandate, on assignment, right? And and that he's on the inside of you before we go any further. Um, And so, you know, I like to use this analogy like a vocal coach. A vocal coach will teach you how to sing, right? A baseball coach will teach you how to hit the ball. He'll teach you how to catch. He'll teach you how to throw. But he won't do the hitting for you. A vocal coach won't do the singing for you, right? They'll, they'll, they'll help you. And one of the definitions used there is a coach. The Holy Spirit is a coach. And he did. He coached much more than that. But one of them, one of the definitions used is a coach. He was a coach to the disciples, taught them how to do many things, coached them in casting out demons, right? Did he not? Taught him how to operate. Taught him what to do. That's a coach. But he wasn't there doing it for me. He goes, how many times do I got to tell you? <laughs> right? He's a coach. He helps. And so the likewise, the Holy Spirit is our coach, just as Jesus coached the disciples. And so there's a practical relationship that we have with the Holy Ghost. Uh, same, John 15, 26 says a lot of what, what we just read in um, John 16:7 through 9. And so I want to read that too. John 15, 26. In the Amplified it says, but the helper, how many you could use some help in some areas? But the helper, the comforter, and I'm not talking about your favorite blankie, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, will teach you, Come on, we'll teach, that's what what I just prayed over Joe, Barb, um, and Diana. The Holy Spirit will teach them, they will teach you too, in all things, and he will help you to remember everything that I have told you. That's one of the things I pray over myself, that I'll have supernatural recall of information by the Holy Spirit. I'm taking a test, I'm involved in something that I need to remember, I have supernatural, all these things are available to us, but we just leave them on the table. For a lack of understanding one or sometimes we just get lazy there are many parts of my life i look man, man i wish i would involve the holy spirit uh, you know we're stuck in an area and well we should pray oh it's come to prayer we should have prayed first praying first allowing him to get involved and in, to lead us and so um write this down he's a helper right you need to write this down i know it's in the script i know it's, but you need to write this down the helper he's a helper he's a comforter an advocate when you think of an advocate you think of, a, of an attorney an attorney can help his client only if the client cooperates. Come on, if, if an attorney puts me on the stand, he says, do say this, do this. But if I just say what I want, the attorney's gonna be like, Oh, I told him what to say, he just sunk his own shit. Right? <laughs> Same thing, Holy Spirit says, like, say this, but you just say what you want to say, and Holy Spirit's like, I just told him what to do. Pastor Mark says, uh, well, actually, this is from PC Nelson, I think. The Holy Spirit is an expert in protocol and procedure. Protocol and procedure. When what if I can't go represent you in court I don't know the protocol of approaching the bench of what to say how to say it when to say it I don't know the procedure on how to reply to this motion objection. That's not right Everything you know, you have no idea when to say objection You have no idea what to do, but the Holy Spirit knows The Holy Spirit knows in every situation he knows exactly what the procedure and the protocol is for that situation man what an, what, a, what an advantage we have in this world. That's why the Christian should be at the top in every field. In every field. We're not called to compete. We're called to dominate. That's what the bottom line is. In Genesis it says uh, to, we're called to dominate. Not that we dominate people. Enough, I'm not talking, but that we, we are able to rise to the top in every field and do things well with excellence. Come on, being a blessing to people. That's why most Christian movies I can't watch. They use the cheapest film, the cheapest actors, the cheapest stuff. It's like, what is this? I love Brother Copeland's, uh, when, he, when he was doing his music album, he was, uh, you know, he was an, actually an artist, a well-known artist before he became a Christian, and he was doing, he was recording an album with someone else, uh, it was a Christian album now, and the guy, they were, they were there all night, they were, you know, they were tired, and the guy goes, this is a Christian album, that's, en- that's good enough. Brother Copeland said, good enough, and he said, I, this needs to be better than any other album because it's a Christian album, right? And so he got, he said, I never do business with somebody like that, and so he didn't. And so it's uh, very important. He knows procedure and protocol in every single situation. And, and so his main purpose is, is, is really uh, those things right there we just talked about, the seven things, the helper, comforter, advocate. And we, we can go into each and every one of those uh, as we progress, but this is, this is very important that we lay this, this foundation of who he is, what he's here to do, uh, and his role. Helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. And the last scripture I'm going to read with you Uh, and then we're going to do some confessions, is Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. A lot of you hear me pray over, I prayed over Lisa and over you guys a lot. I'm quick, sharp, and alert, right? I say that a lot. I'm quick, sharp, and alert. I got that from Keith Moore, but he got that from Isaiah. Uh, He, he, you know, uh, he prays over his students and his people when he was at Ramah. I'm quick, sharp, alert, good-looking, rich, and a major blessing. Well, Pastor, you don't think we should be praying like that. Okay, well, then you pray. I'm ugly, I'm broke, I'm stupid. Right? That, that do not make sense to me. <laughs> I pray with Lisa almost every night. She knows it. I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm alert, I'm good-looking, I'm rich, and I'm a major blessing. Glory. I'm a major blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. That means I don't have to go to corporate America, step on people, lie, cheat, steal, r- ruin my marriage. Come on. Oh,, yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's what happens. The blessing of the Lord will bring that to you without you having to, to, to experience all that sorrow and toil. Come on. People don't like the word "rich in church. they think money, uh. But I'm telling you, God wants us to do well, he wants us blessed. Wants us prospering. Glory to God. So Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Say, the Spirit, the, upon the Spirit of the Lord rests upon me. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon me. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And then verse 3. He shall make me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. That I'm quick. In understanding I'm quick in the things of God I'm sharp and alert to the Spirit of God these are things you need to be speaking over yourself every day every single day I'm quick sharp and alert to the things of God that means you're not slow in the Spirit Lord speaks you hear and you obey you know uh, yeah. no God expects us to pick things up you know a lot of things can be avoided a lot of tragedies why did that happen to that person why you're such a good Christian man I guarantee you God, God warned them. I guarantee it. I guarantee you God had spoken to them or God had sent. Because the other side of that is true. Many people who were supposed to be somewhere but got a feeling on the inside not to go avoided catastrophe. God is faithful. He'll help us and lead us out of danger. Temptation will never come without a way of escape. He'll, he'll, he'll make sure we're never in harm. But we have to cooperate with him. Just like I talked about the lawyer, you have to cooperate with your lawyer for him to do his job. In order for the Holy Spirit to do his job, we have to cooperate with him. We have to say what he wants us to say. Many a times, I'm in a battle, I feel like the Holy Spirit will say, say this, shout, rejoice. And I just do it. I don't feel like doing, but it has nothing to do with how I feel. Nothing to do with how I'm feeling. We have to learn to cooperate. And by the grace of God, you will cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You'll get everything the Holy Spirit has for you. He'll help you. He'll comfort you. He'll, he'll, he'll fight on your behalf. He'll advocate for you. Come on. He'll be your standby. He'll lead you in and out, around, about, anything that you need. The Holy Spirit, when you're doing especially man, when, when you're called of God and you have something you need to do for him, he, he is. that's what he He man. He, he, he's there for you. He'll give you what you need in these areas, in every area. But our problem is we just kind of just leave him on the shelf. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So his job assignment, real quick, convicting us of sin too. He convicts us of sin, not condemns us of sin. He convicts us of sin. He convinces us that God has made us to be righteous. He empowers us to the work of the ministry, imparts ministry gifts. Works through us to touch other people. Many a times, if I'm just led by the Holy Spirit, with dealing with people, they'll get touched. He'll give me the right word to say for their situation, uh, the laying on, whatever. He'll work through you in that area. And then we're going to talk about later on down the road, the fruit of the Spirit. What fruit should you be producing by walking in the Spirit? There has to be fruit. You could say you walk in the Spirit, but if there's no fruit in your life, you're not yielding. And so I want all of it. How about you? I want all the fruit in my life. I want all of this in my life. Every bit of this I want operating in my life. All well, the fruit of the power. Both. Both, both, both are available to you. Amen? And so my prayer for you today is, is this. And this is, from, um, this is from Rick Renner. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for being our partner in this world. We need your partnership. I know that without you, we are limited in what we're able to do. You see what we can't see. You know what we don't know. You have wisdom and insight that we don't have. We simply must have your help if we're going to do what God has asked us to do. I ask you to please forgive us, Father, for all the times that we've gotten in such a hurry that we didn't take time to fellowship with you. But from this moment on, listen, church, let this get into your spirit. From this moment on, say this, from this moment on, I promise I will do my best To consult you before I make a decision or take a a single step. I pray this in Jesus' name. And then I want you to confess this with me. I confess that I'm led by the Spirit of God. That I'm careful not to make big decisions without consulting Him first. The Holy Spirit is my leader, my teacher, and my guide. Therefore, I look to him to help me make the right decision and take the right actions in every sphere of my life, my family, my business, my ministry. Every day, I experience more and more victory because I follow and allow the Holy Spirit to direct all my paths. I declare this by faith in Jesus name amen you believe that all right I believe that this this series as we continue we're gonna go deeper and deeper in understanding and revelation uh, because this is something that I'm telling you right now if you get a hold of this you'll go to a new level just off this right here allowing the Holy Spirit in every sphere of your life amen if you would stand to your feet if you're in this place, I, always, I never end a service. If you're watching me on YouTube or Facebook, I never end a service without giving uh, you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is one of two places. This is a very, very uh, important part of the service, so if you could, please, no moving around, because uh, we're dealing with people's eternity. Eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever. You, the shortest amount of time you'll live is here on earth. You will spend your eternal life in one of two places, either hell or heaven. Hell is a real place. And once you're there, you're there. there is, there's just no way out. And uh, I, I want to see you in heaven. Heaven is a place that God has created for you, but it's up to you to make the decision to want to go there. He's given each and every one of us a free will. We decide whether we're going to uh, allow Jesus to come into our heart as Lord and Savior. And, and, and make it to heaven. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. A lot of people think that they have to change and clean themselves up and then come to the Lord. But the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. You come to him just as you are. And he will help you. He'll give you the strength and the power and the help to make the changes that you need to change. You don't don't worry about what you did last night, what you think you're about to do. Allow him the opportunity to to work on the inside of you. So if that's you, if you're in this place, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're watching me online, this is for you as well. If you're in this place and you say, Pastor Joe, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to serve Jesus. I want this life that you're talking about, this abundant life. I need peace in my life. I need joy. I need a future. If that's you, just want you to slip up your hand, hold it real high. Don't let anything hold you back from doing this. If you're in this place, I see that hand. Anybody else, slip up your hand if you're in this place. If you're watching online, slip up your hand. I'm going to give you another moment or two. If you're in this place, don't leave. Anything can happen to you when you leave here. This is your opportunity to say Yes yes to Jesus. I I want Him. I need Him. Anybody else in this place want to say yes? Pray with me Pastor Joe so I can receive Jesus. Ma'am with your hand back there I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Bible says if you profess me before man I will profess you before my Father. If you could just come up to the front here ma'am I'm going to pray with you. Come on up here to the front. Thank you. Give her a round of applause she comes. The bold step. Praise God. If you're watching online, I want you to join me in this prayer. What's your name, ma'am? Mucho gusto. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. I believe this decision that you just made is going to change so many things for you. Peace like you've never understood. Joy like you've never had. There's a purpose for you. Look at me. There's a purpose for your life. Not just to wake up and do the same thing over and over. A purpose that will fulfill you. Man, things are about to change for you. I'm serious. I feel it in my spirit. Things are about to change for you. Lift your hands up like this. Just repeat this prayer after me. If you're watching this. You prayed this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe and confess with my mouth that you are my Lord believe that God raised you from the dead I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness I give you my life do something with it cleanse me help me I want to serve you in Jesus name amen God bless you amen God bless you if you would that man with that hand right there, they have a book they want to give you. They're not... Amen, come on, let's rejoice. Praise God. All the angels of heaven are rejoicing right now. Glory to God. If you prayed that prayer and you look the next step is to get into a good Bible-based church. If you live anywhere in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we love to meet you. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. Very important that you get plugged in, and not just to any church, you need to get into a good one. Church lift your hands, I pray a blessing over you before you go. Father I pray a blessing over every person here. I declare a spirit of wisdom and revelation comes upon them. I ask Jesus that you become so real to them. That you help them, strengthen them, take them to the next level. I declare that this week will be the best week that you have ever had. Angels of God encamp around them lest they dash their foot against the stone. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare you're the head and never the tail, above and never beneath. You come behind in no good thing. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, we love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.